Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday, a fantastic start to your Friday. As a matter of fact, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all on the Battery Power Podcast Network, free on all podcast platforms, wherever you choose to listen. That's where we will be. You can also find us at BatteryPower.com and at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me on at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. Well, actually, here's the latest from San Diego. And, and, And that, for years now, probably brings a little bit of concern, a little bit of fear maybe, not necessarily fear, but let's be honest, Petco Park with the San Diego Padres has certainly been a house of horrors at times when it comes to the Braves. You know, we talk about, I talked about much of many times last season, how it seemed like that over the years that there have been many significant West Coast road trips for the Braves. Early in the season, late in the season, and I'm just going to be honest with you, when it comes to the regular season, Petco Park has not been a fun place for the Braves to visit over the years, just like Dodger Stadium has not been a fun place for the Braves to visit before last year. And, And history certainly suggests that. In recent years, the Braves have had some success, but let's look at this real quickly just to describe what it's been like for the Braves to go to Petco Park over the years. Between August 28th of 2012 through June 7th of 2016, we're talking nearly four years of games, the Braves played a total of 11 straight games in which they had losses. So between 2012 and 2016, when the Braves went on the road to San Diego, they lost 11 straight games. However, in recent years, they kind of had turned the tide a little bit. Before last night's game, the Braves had actually won their previous six games in San Diego. They swept the season series, or they swept their one trip to San Diego in 2019, swept the games last year when they visited in 2021. So the hope was, was that, hey, maybe the tide had turned. Maybe Petco Park was not as much of a house of horrors, if you will, for the Braves to visit. But of course, last night, that did not come to fruition. A 12-to-1 loss by the Braves, possibly their, you know, most thorough loss of the season. Charlie Morton arguably had his worst start in a Braves uniform. He gave up three runs in the first inning. And then when C.J. Abrams led off the bottom of the second inning with the, with the home run, you just kind of got the feeling that it just was not in the cards for the Braves last night. And that certainly was the case. Yes, once again, the Padres found some success when it came to soft contact leading to runs. But overall, Manny Machado, 5-for-5, five five, just a, a, a thorough 
thorough offensive performance from the Padres. Charlie Morton just did not have an answer. The, on the other side of things, Joe Musgrove continued to show how well he's been with the San Diego Padres. The Braves just simply did not have a chance. It was just one of those games, and they wound up losing 12-1. to So obviously, this is starting to become a thing, right? You know, for much of yesterday, I saw on Twitter and, and things such as that, I even posted on Twitter as well, that the Braves' efforts are certainly there. What the Braves need to do on offense, it's happening. They're drawing walks. They're making hard contact. They're consistently doing what they need to do at the plate to be able to get the reliable results that they need in order to win games. Others, such as Stephen Tolbert, you can follow him at B underscore Outliers, one of the best Braves minds out there when it comes to following the Braves and covering the Braves. He pointed out that the Braves pitching staff, there is a far higher, you know, negative result right now. The Braves, the, the results that the Braves pitchers are getting are certainly nowhere near the expected results from how good their stuff has been. So right now, unfortunately, the Braves are running into some bad luck. I'm mentioning that on nearly every show of the Daily Hammer, but there also is starting to become a trend where there are some things that certainly need to correct themselves for the Braves to overcome this bad luck. The second third and fourth hitters of the lineup are doing their job. Matt Olson, Austin Riley, and Marcelo Zuna right now, you can't ask much more from them. But when it comes to the bottom of the Braves order, especially when it comes to Eddie Rosario and Dansby Swanson, the that duo turning the tide is what's going to need to happen for this Braves offense to get the consistency that it needs. You can look at the 16-4 win over the Nationals this past Tuesday. Once the bottom of the order finally got going, they were able to get the job done. And that is something that certainly can be in place if the bottom of the order can start to make solid contact and start to put together solid at-bats. You know, we talk about the Braves lineup in general putting together good at-bats, the results just not being there. Well, that doesn't necessarily extend itself to Dansby Swanson. Now, 31 plate appearances on the year, four hits, two walks, two RBIs, 14 strikeouts. Now, Dansby has notoriously struggled in the month of April. It notoriously has been the worst month that he, he's had, um, you know, in his career over time. He, he struggled certainly last April as well. The point that I'm getting at, though, is, is that the, this is showing his importance. If Dansby Swanson is not producing at the plate, this is going to be a very inconsistent lineup when it comes to the Braves because he has the most potential of any of the Braves hitters, in my opinion, the bat in that seventh, eighth, or ninth spot. And if right now, like he is, if he's consistently basically a guaranteed out and half the time is striking out, it leaves a lot of opportunities on the table for the Braves that they're just not taking advantage of. Whether it be him being a table setter or potentially him being an RBI producer, it's not there right now if he's not making contact. And I do feel again that he probably is the most important linchpin to this lineup, not in terms of potential, not in terms of you know overall production, but if Dansby Swanson is not producing... The bottom of the Braves order becomes a lot easier to navigate for opposing pitchers. If he is going well, it makes the Braves lineup one of the best in the National League, even in the majors. So Dansby Swanson turning it around. Eddie Rosario, who only who now only has one hit in 26 at-bats. 
the their times are going to get better. They're not going to stay this bad, but you certainly hope that the tide will turn for both Rosario and Swanson before the Braves find themselves, you know, not necessarily in too big of a hole, but you certainly would like to get a few wins in this series against the Padres before you then have to go face the Dodgers for four straight games as well. So Braves so the Braves offense, yes, the efforts are there. The reliable results are not, but overall the inconsistency of the Braves' order is certainly starting to, you know, put, put them in a little bit of a hole. The way for them to dig out of it would be overall for the production of the bottom of their order, especially Eddie Rosario and Dansby Swanson, to find their rhythm once again and hopefully start making good contact and producing like we know we can do, like we, we all know they can do, much as they did back in 2021. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Prop G Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Prop G Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So as many of us continue to hope that the Braves' fortunes will change here soon when it comes to the results matching the efforts, especially from the lineup and, you know, obviously the starting pitching as well, a bit of exciting news came down the pipe off the field on Thursday as it was announced that originally it was going to be on in Sunday's game of this series, it was going to be Hugh Darvish for the San Diego Padres versus Waskar Yanoa, but it was actually announced that Bryce Elder, coming off a very, very good Major League debut on Tuesday, he actually was going to be making his second career start against the Padres on Sunday against you, Darvish. So a bit of an exciting development, obviously, for Braves fans. Seeing a young pitching prospect like Bryce Elder, the Braves putting faith in the performance that he had in his Major League debut on Tuesday. He will take them out once again on Sunday against you, Darvish. But speaking of excitement in this series, that certainly is going to be on display tonight for the baseball world in general. One of the more heralded pitching prospects who consistently has been among the top prospects in the game for over the past few years, Mackenzie Gore, will be making his major league debut against the Braves tonight. For, for a few years now, um, Gore has arguably been considered the best left-handed pitching prospect in the minor leagues. The numbers have certainly backed it up at times. Mackenzie Gore has been absolutely dominant in the Padres minor league system, and he will be facing the Braves tonight on the mound in San Diego. The Braves will counter with Kyle Wright, who they hope can certainly continue to build off his success from spring training. Kyle Wright obviously had an outstanding first first outing against the Reds. The Braves are certainly hoping that he'll be able to continue against a San Diego Padres lineup that last night had plenty of success against Charlie Morton. Hopefully, 
Kyle Wright can find a bit of a groove against the Padres. But Mackenzie Gore going against the Braves certainly is exciting. Yes, it is his major league debut, but obviously Mackenzie Gore is more than capable of holding his own against the Braves order. And I know that it's been kind of a less than ideal but pretty funny narrative you know, over the past few years. The fact that the Braves have not had that much success against pitchers who are within the first few starts of their major league career. But in actuality, the numbers actually do back up the fact that the Braves have struggled against starting pitchers who are within the first three starts of their career. As a matter of fact, the last 10 times that the Braves have faced a starting pitcher that was making one of his first three career starts, the Braves are 2-8. and eight in those games. They are 2-8 and eight in those games. For instance, this pa against the Reds, you saw that the, the um, uh, Hunter Green and Reavers uh, San Martin, they were within the first three career starts of their career. The Braves beat San Martin but lost to Hunter Green. But it's not just a funny narrative. It's not just, you know, something that's being said without validity. When the Braves in recent years have faced a pitcher within the first three starts of his career, they are 2-8. and eight. So you certainly hope that that trend does not continue. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how the Braves will be able to counter McKenzie Court in his debut, someone they've not seen before. Now, to the Braves' credit, for instance, the game against San Martin against the Reds, obviously last Tuesday night against Patrick Corbin, the Braves have found success against left-handers this year. Some of their best offensive games so far has been against Southpaws. So the Braves certainly have the potential to be able to get going early, but that's going to be the key for Atlanta. Atlanta has done a good job at times during the game being able to get their offense going at some point in time. But one area where the Braves certainly could improve, we talk about the overall improvement of Dansby Swanson, we talk about the overall improvement of Eddie Rosario. If the Braves want to be able to support Kyle Wright and give him the confidence to put together another strong start on the road, getting an early lead, putting together good at-bats, finding the ability to put the ball in play and get key hits early, giving Kyle Wright a lead, and obviously getting to McKenzie Gore early, this is the game for the Braves to certainly do that. After last night, where they were just completely shut down as an offense, the Braves overall bouncing back and being able to score early and often would be a huge boost to not only the offense, not only to the confidence of Kyle Wright, but also in the ability to maintain that lead and get a needed win in San Diego. It's certainly going to be an exciting night. The baseball world will certainly be tuned in to see McKenzie Gore against what is still a, a very prominent Braves lineup. But if the Braves can get to Gore early, that can give Kyle Wright the confidence to again know while him being dominant certainly is the preference, at the very least him just pitching to the best of his ability and limiting the overall offensive success of the Padres while the Braves are experiencing their own offensive success, that'll be a great narrative to see play out in this game and hopefully it will lead to a needed Braves victory on the West Coast. It's certainly going to be an exciting night, and make sure, obviously, you tune in to enjoy all of it. And this weekend, we're going to continue to have great coverage for you. Obviously, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Powered Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all on the Battery Power Podcast Network, as well as at Battery Power, at Battery Power SBN on Twitter, 
all over social media and at batterypower.com on the internet. Also want to remind you of Battery Power TV with Grant McCauley and Corey McCartney. Make sure you subscribe to that YouTube channel for some great content from two of the best voices when it comes to Braves coverage, as well as all the great written content at BatteryPower.com. My name's Sean Coleman. Enjoy a great pitching matchup that hopefully will include some Braves offense finally coming through on a consistent basis on the West Coast. We'll all enjoy it and hopefully we'll be able to enjoy a Braves victory. Until next time, hope you have a great start to your weekend. Go Braves! And we'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G Podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts.